Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Earth show. I am your host, Ray Trujillo, and thank you all of you for joining me today with your presence upon this day's transmission, July 15th, 2023. And for today's transmission, I would like to cover some topics that are, let's say, seemingly pertinent to a generalized component of individuals. The topics of, let's say, the divine mother, the divine feminine, and also in the divine masculine, of course, in which the duality co-creates and coexists with that emanation, and also of self-love and the significance of grace imbuing our sacred hearts and minds with that grace and virtue, and especially during turbulent times in this realm, in this world, in this third dimensional realm, that we hereby have all of these moments in which we are confronted with, and whether or not it's in the recipient mode or in also the observer mode, where we are in the observational viewpoint of perception in which we are seeing, feeling, absorbing, but also redirecting the focus. And also this applies to if, that if one is in that self-denigration in the state of perhaps even in the inner realm of themselves, the antagonistic element of where one is seemingly in this perpetual state of instigating negative ongoings onto the self, let's say, onto themselves and also onto others from a core wound. And so when we confront these core wounds, that generally there's the root of where trauma and behavioral elements can unfurl from that trauma and experiential trauma and just in general life experiences. And then there's also this place of that, regardless of where the emanation, the root of the trauma had originated, let's say that the point is, is what to acquiesce into the progress. So to progress from that negative fear-based separative ego and also how we view ourselves and how we can also view ourselves with a little bit more love, a little bit more strength, a little bit more confidence, and also more grace, more virtue, and also with grace and virtue also aligns with the wisdom of the divine intelligence that comes through us all when we allow it, when we seek it, when we work towards it, and we work on our shadow self, we work on the dark night of our soul, and so when we have the opposition of the infiltration of external frequencies, external energies that seem to be combative and which we're trying ourselves to not be the antagonizer of ourselves or the antagonizer towards others in the outward commune, yet we are in this place of shielding ourselves and we invoke and we call in the divine and also the archangel realm and the garden angel realm of the uniquely appointed to each and every one of us since prior to our 
conception prior to even a particle of our existence was being shed into light in this dimension. So we call upon the Archangel Michael, we call upon our individual garden angel. Even if those don't believe that they have one, you do. It's just how you work with one. And whatever you posit into your guardian angel is also what your guardian angel reflects back to you. When one may state that, well, my guardian angel does not seem to appear, maybe they consigned themselves and resigned prematurely. Well, that is up for conjecture because it is what we put into our self, our belief in ourself, that we are worthy and that we are in that divine accordance of receiving that divine love, that divine compassion, that divine sacred heart and the sacred kingdom of God within us all. And so thereby, this is the basic element of what I would like to speak of today with the Divine Mother, the Divine Creation, the Divine Duality of Masculine Feminine, in which I will be extending more into in upcoming shows, of course. Yet, I did want to interject at this moment that, especially if this is uh, for new audience participants and new subscribers and that and thank you all for your participation and subscribing to my show. I greatly appreciate you. And that I do like to always remind everyone that the show is for everyone of all backgrounds and belief systems. And that my endeavor through the show is to simply help promote the awareness and the peace of God, the cosmic love consciousness and all of the emanations of the divine wonderment that this holy universe beholds for all of us. And so for those of you that walk the path of Christ, Buddha, Atma, the Shekinah, or if you're just curious about otherworldly experiences and in the instances of the galactic kingdom, the celestial divine council, and just schools of thought and various schools of thought, then this show is truly for everyone. And it is just my pure and sacred honor and that I am able and I'm honored to be able to uh, share this sacred love during the show with everyone who's here with us. And so when I speak of this sacred love, and it is always an honor, of course, to be in that reflection of the living God, the living universe, the mirror of the God's universe, right? That many of you who listen to the show are having perhaps already a proclivity to be aligned to the path of higher evolution of consciousness, cosmic consciousness, the Christ consciousness, the celestial kingdom, the galactic kingdom, and also in the interdimensional awareness that we here on earth are never really truly alone and yes while we may be witnessing some external and a myriad of external circumstances in this world in the third dimensional realm that it is not uncommon that we may have these moments in which we implore at times is God real? Is this universe a simulation? 
right? So all of you most likely have had a moment or heard someone have a moment and sharing those thoughts and doubts and so forth and internal revelations of the self and really questioning from if it's like a theological interpretation, a philosophical interpretation, um, there's also that combination. And also, too, with that understanding of the oneness of the divine. And also when we have our own integral experiences in which we integrate them, and we know for a hundred trillion percent certain that God is real, or that there are otherworldly beings, that aliens exist, that angels exist, that the otherworldly spirits of the divine, and also non-divine, right? That there are these exact possibilities that we've experienced ourselves, that we there's the proof, and where is the proof that it doesn't exist, correct? So, essentially, when we do stop and consider and wonder and question in this, if this is a universe of simulation, um, and are we in a simulation, and what parallel universe truly are we existing upon? And within today, this present moment, this hour, this week, this epoch of our incarnation. So when we have that notion in the mind, or a variety of notions, we can say a myriad of contemplations, that we can duly question the fathomable and also the unfathomable, the conceptual realities that are of the most unfathomable and also the most fathomable. So there's all of that to interlay with and interlope within ourself in our conscious stream of our existence that here inclusive of a predetermined predetermined outcome of my soul's decision, your soul's decision, our neighbor's soul's decision, our children's soul decision, right? So essentially when we question, when we state, when we postulate my soul's choice to re-enter a realm of certain possibilities, probabilities, right, to confront in this incarnation and then we question is this reality and you know let's say that nearly everyone in let me make an example let's say that nearly everyone in my life at some point time or another comprised of the casting call let's say of my soul's contract and so in this part of a soul group that i chosen to inherit, or let's say also to be technical, re-inherit, right? And if so, then how did my karmic retribution equate to the directive of where my life is quantified? And literally by my dharma, my life's purpose now, is that a quantification result and result of the equation from my predetermined karma from previous actions combined and also the previous dharma in which i've exalted in which i have performed and i've confronted and i've executed and exercised and practiced and mitigating the layers and the evolutions 
in each particular participating cycle, right? So it is almost like a nature versus nurture in the dynamic of nature versus nurture, nurture versus nature. And so what comes first, essentially, right? The When we are born of the natural sin, correct? And which I'll get into, of course, more with the Adam and Eve. Yet, when we look at this karma principle and our dharma and we question did i create the karma and result of the dharma and hence the wheel of life the fortuna the grand trine god's memory our personal will enacted upon so truly the gifts of god to grant us such free will to choose to make perfect here to have that practice in karma, the action and the reaction. And so whatever school of thought you believe in, this all equates to one universal language of the law of good and the destructiveness of negative, right? So the positive negative, no matter how you look at it. So I'm going to interchange at times some variables here just to get my point across yet when we speak of that god grants us the gift of free will and to choose and to liberate ourselves here to make perfect here to serve humanity to help others and to reclaim our divine rightful inheritance in so many ways and so when we serve humanity when we serve creation when we essentially serve God's creatures in any capacity, and when we contribute to the society of truly in that beautiful consideration, and we are essentially conduits of light, conduits of love messengers, harbingers of light and love, and we have these elements and in our energetic blueprint of even when the world is confronted with a mode let's say of uh, when the positive thought prayers are expressed and the affirming declaration of the presence and also when we are in that declaration of the presence of our divine beings and honoring our fellow divine beings and when we're upon this earth and making this world better, co-creating the magic into this world by empathy and compassion and the love of self, and also with respect of the self that extends into and also illuminates the paths of others. So even when we have the positive, there's always going to be that negative to mitigate and confront, even when we're full of a world where there's so many that seek the light, that speak the light, that sing in the light, that praise in the light and in the heart and to do good and be good, yes. But there's also in that emanation in such a capacity that, you know, this is where, and I'll discuss this also too, that the spiritual warfare, of course. And so even on a microcosm scale of negative thought action to ourselves, if there's a moment of self-doubt, right, and we consciously recondition into a attitudinal adjustment into which 
that is part of self-love and self-respect. And so when we express that into the realm of this world, and also when we pray for the dead, we pray for those that have left the planet before us. We are doing good karma. We are actually doing a great service. So in any way you look at it, any good thought, any positive thought actually constitutes meritorious exemplification in that honor of life and even of the lives that have predeceased us. So in that state of grace and that state of virtue and that majesty that we can create here while we can, we're creating this sequential magic and divinity and we're doing God's work while we can. We're doing the divine counsel's work also. We're honoring all that is of that cosmic love that loves us so much unconditionally. And so, again, when we illuminate the paths of others, and again, also creatures, which is in the context of others, and we respect Mother Nature, we respect the beautiful trees, our infrastructure and our ecosystem, down to the smallest creature, down to the smallest insect, so when we have that sacred love and that purity of the self, we see ourselves very differently. We can actually see the majesty, the magnificence in God's mirror when we actually look deeper and through and we are in the resonance of our majesty. And so we declare that, we honor that, we invoke that. And it again, do good and be good and it's simple it seems simple to do good and be good and maybe for some it can be a challenge how should I do good for a world that is dishonorable or corrupted world it's a corrosive world Ray Ray why would I want to be good in a world full of nefarious evil ongoings well your goodness transcends all that is dark so that is just a reminder that even if you're in a parallel circumstance in which all of your surroundings are in this seemingly like a hellscape and it doesn't seem to have a light at the end of the tunnel, then you be that light, you be that illuminator, you be that path for the best what you can muster and have the gumption to apply and to enact with and Call upon your garden angel, call upon Archangel Michael, call upon the forces of love and light, call upon the Holy Spirit, call upon the Galactic Kingdom, call upon the councils of light. And there are amazing, amazing interdimensional beings that truly observe and love us, that work in accordance for God, under God, and truly see the efforts of those that really are working to transcend all of the negativity that we can be confronted with throughout the challenge and the tumult of this existence. And so when we are that light and we shine that light and we emanate from that light that we all have within our etheric body, you know, long ago, in our ancient Lemurian times, actually, this is a great time to bring this up, is that, you know, we were very, very beautiful light bodies. And I'm 
you know, actually, I, I think I'll discuss that. But when we truly go through the elements of this world that is in this dichotomy of negative and evil and the spiritual warfare, and we ponder these elements and throughout all these contemplations and we are literally upon our own thought of our own individual trajectory of what we want to achieve, what we want to desire right now, what we want to manifest from the desire, right? And how we truly do manifest ourselves. That go to the matrix of the heart center, the other of source of that, the divine architect, the, the will of God and our will be done here is our engagement here upon planet earth. And when we really reflect into that, into the architectural plan of our creation, that you and I and everyone is of no mistake. We are of zero mistake. And that when we honor that principle that we are of no mistake, thereby I am no mistake. You are no mistake. Think about that. Literally declare that to yourself. When you have a moment of fumble, when you have a moment of self-doubt, when you have a moment of the, let's say, the implied unworthy pattern for a moment because maybe your boss or maybe your child or maybe your spouse or maybe your sibling or your lover or your partner, your, anybody says something in a way to you that causes you to have a moment of where you feel that you're in error. And you feel that fumble. And if it's justifiably stated, then that's a place in which you take the opportunity to self-correct. And then you balance out the equation. And you <clears throat> embrace it with acknowledgement. And that self-awareness. And attitudinal adjustment. Right thought implementation. And surrendering the negative self. The negative fear-based separative ego. And you really work with your Christ consciousness, your higher supernatural processes of your higher good, your higher self, your true healthy ego, the true magnanimous ego that really works in honor of you and everyone around you and the planet and the realm of this kingdom this, and also our interdimensional kingdoms. So essentially you're transmuting through space and time when you actually can apply that in your state of grace. But if it's something that is not justified, that there was a implied notion that created you to have this artificial moment that is created and then just in this subverted good of yourself that just really has that fallacy, the illusion, the maya that you are no good, you are not good, you are not capable, you are not worthy, you're just horrific, you're a incorrigible human being, let's say. And there's zero to warrant that. If someone has stated that to you in any capacity and it's unwarranted, it's not justifiable, then we look at the self in which that who is the source of that negative energy being thrown upon you and then we go into the state of grace and we go into that self-reflection that you know your truth and that there's no mistake with your existence 
But this is where we have the combative forces that sometimes we have to defend and combat and shield and where we really are being thrown the demons, let's say, to be reminded of our inherent value and our inherent strength. When one who is innocent hears a, let's say, an emanation of a diabolic type of influence, and I typically don't speak of that, but I'll use that for now, is that when we have certain of those influences of the dark nature, we are reminded that, my goodness, I'm getting closer to God, I'm getting closer to my angels, I'm getting closer to the Holy Spirit, I'm getting closer to the Divine Mother, I'm getting closer to knowing myself and my power, that I am no mistake, and that fortifies your strength, that takes you to the next level, that takes you to the next higher vibrational frequency in which those negative inferences start to literally evaporate and become more vanquished as easily as they're thrown upon you. It's as if there's this level of this contraction and then expansion in which it is literally being deflected and sent back to whence it came. So in essence, when we are reminded that we are of no mistake and that when I speak of <clears throat> that we are from that source of self-love and everything that I just expressed about mitigating negative inferences, especially when one is of the innocent nature, that when we can postulate upon that, uh, when, we, when I speak of the Divine Mother, the Blessed Mother, and all the sacredness, the virtue of grace, and that Queen of Heaven, the Hail Mary of that love and that unconditional just emanating grace of illumination and strength and will and strength and will and strength and will and courage, 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 the crucible of courage upon oneself so great and so honorable, the mediatrix between Jesus, God, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, all of that encompassed, that is the chosen vessel of strength and majesty. And so in that state of the mysteries of the divine mystical body, when I speak of many, many, many elements here, these are all reminders that we are all worthy here, that we are so loved by God, we're so loved by the universe, we are so loved and worthy and to be in honor of ourselves, that God wants us to truly love ourselves. And when I was speaking before about us being in a different state of body, uh, what I was referencing a moment ago about um, ancient Lemuria in that time frame in which any of you or some of you or none of you can relate, but I'm just going to speak of this, That, and I'm sure there are many out there that can relate to this, but I'm being very fair. And so when I speak of that in a different and context of our existence and what is at times relatable in our ancient memories and our ancient times, let's say, in which there was the holy order and that long existed, long existed in our galactic celestial kingdom. And so in that place that, and and I'm going to ask all of you in a moment because I'm feeling this to call upon that 
in such that ancient time of Lemuria and that light being, when you, when I speak of this, just bear with me, this light being that, you know, in the, in the past, it may have been referred to as Panagia, Pan, you may have heard of Pan, but when we truly consider that our, our emanation and maybe our, the powers of, on a cellular level, if I can even say it's on an epigenetic uh, layer on a cellular level, it's it's even more of a deeper ancient wisdom within the souls, like Akashic Records, the that divine sacred memory. And we think of the powers of the goddess. We think of the powers of the divine mother of earth and of the planets we think of our ancient Lemurian times, we were very different than we are today in this particular form. And so when we transcend way back millions and millions eons ago, in which we go and we entreat into that sacred space, if you can, and you look in that sacred mother principle, the sacred father principle, and the goddess energies of that influx of all that there's this resonation that may deeply indwell within you, within some of you, all of you, none of you yet that cellular memory. That's the best that I can refer to it is literally your light code. And in your deep epigenetic memory in that DNA blueprint, your karmic points in your karmic memory again an akashic record let's say there's that personal memory from eons and eons and eons ago that is just so reflective of the here and now if you can touch base with that even for a glimpse of a moment or if you're very blessed and you're able to truly have deeper lucid interconnectedness in the here and now and have it very vivid and thorough, then God bless you. Amen for that. And work with that. Honor that. Write it down. Share it with someone you trust. Because we are truly going through a vast channel of where the veils are lifted again. The portals are open again in this time-space continuum now. And so a lot of our past is going to be coming and merging with the present and also the future trajectory. So I speak of this with great care and also with great integrity because this is not just any sort of knowledge that can just be swept over very rapidly. There's a lot of attention to detail here with these notions because This affects all of us. And so when we have these personal memories and also from our Earth's perspective and our mother, father, Earth inhabitant perspective in which we feel this reservation of feelings that we want to restore and we have reserved memories are awaiting to be expressed and expunged let's say and when we 
apply with the sacred listening to our ancient memory, if we have that moment where we can truly, when we pray, when we speak to our ancient ancestors, we speak to God, we speak to the holy realm, we can truly receive, we can receive like a transmitter in that ancient inherent memory of ourself. And this is where we can see, we can feel, we can hear, and we can sense that we are having our comeuppance in a way, and we can refer to it many different aspects, yet we are having a chance again to, again, do the right thing and to implore the goodness, the nature, the wisdom of all that is inherently good and to maximize the potential of what is all inherently good and the divine goodness that plays beyond us, that amplifies itself with our posits of that contribution. And so when we feel and we absorb this information, sees, you know, when we see it all, we can, I guess, dissect, let's say, dissect the what entreats upon our subconscious self and see if we dream or if we have a vision, a waking vision, a sleeping vision, whatever you want to classify that as, but see what comes up within yourself and truly, I guess, analyze for yourself what's concordant in the reality, in the multiple realities. And when I speak of eons ago, millions and millions of years ago, when we were citizens of a planet. And this goes back to when I say that our bodies were different, our bodies that, you know, we were in a completely different, different type of composition. And we had, I would say, when we were inhabiting the planet, there was this was extremely far less condensed the 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 light body of ourself it was more of the supernatural etheric composition of the self and in that seemingly light body that we can call it the light body in a very very elemental state of that ultra consciousness in which you and i and everyone around us could truly be at one with God, at one with the Creator, at one with the Mother Divine, and the supreme reality of, essentially, peace, magic, enlightenment. And we utilized telepathy. We utilized telekinesis. We utilized all of our clairaudient and clairvoyant and clairsentient abilities with tremendous ease. It was just like our first nature it was not even a thought went into it literally i would think i love you shark and the shark would know i love the shark and the shark says back to me i love you ray ray and that's as simple as that and we didn't even have to speak and elocute our external voice we could if we wanted to but there was no necessity for that and there's this vibrational beautiful hum in that divine mystery of our mystical selves that has been with us for ages and that illumined path. And so when we had these abilities to be in that state of beyond 
beyond evolved consciousness, high, supreme, supremely intellectual, supremely genius, supremely um, connected to the world and to every existing and coexisting element and body and creation of God, the Almighty, that we had these extraordinary capabilities where there's barely any sickness and any sickness there was the grand magical ability of transformational healing and also on the psycho-spiritual and also in the transpersonal psychology and the metaphysics of it all and when we speak of crystals and we speak of the transmitters and I am I can get into that more another time as well but you know, if we think of the record keepers in a beautiful crystal, right, especially in a Lemurian quartz crystal, those are record keepers. Those have significant power. They're all of God's creation. And so there was a time and place in which we had so much knowledge. And many of you that are here today, of course, that are resonating with anything that is of high vibrational spirituality, you may have had your own experience in that time, in that era. And so that's why if you feel, that's why I speak of it very cautiously, very carefully, very attentively too, that if you hear anyone, if you read a book, if you hear anyone, anyone else, people who are experts on this, if you hear anything and you feel this sort of this inclusion, this proclivity, this innate sense of I relate to that I feel familiar to this I feel that this sounds like home to me this sounds like a place I've known before pay attention to that because if you're one of those individuals then this is something that you personally I would suggest recommend that you really honor yourself and you pay attention to your sacred principles of your divine memories. And those memories can open up more and more and more because we were protected with a seemingly like amnesia veil. And that I'll get into, of course, more. But there was times in which things were so beautiful and so fantastical and that what the contrast today um there's moments in which we need to touch back in to that we are capable of such divinity and so when when i go back into the place of our uh, previous uh, that natural inherent telepathy and our clairaudient abilities and our just speaking from mind to mind and from the channels of purity. And so when the healing of that world and that place, and then kind of what was forced upon us, the division would come in and it would subvert our goodness. And so when we go into that place in that memory of what's recorded and not recorded, of course, and what's accounted for in our memory fields and the structure and the collective state of memory fields and and truly even beyond that and we go to a place of the remembrance of that equality 
and also that the memories of balance and duality and so that duality of the feminine and the duality of the masculine the yin and the yang and we you know enact on that we absorb that and if we were to truly postulate that in lemuria and pre-lemuria times that such that significance of imbuing the reality of heaven and earth that's truly our ascended earth and when i say ascended earth i speak of it in the let's say that during that reality on such this beautiful incarnation of a planet that has so long existed that is in this evolutionary scale and so in that particular age and that prismatic spectrum of god and that spectrum of god's gold and the rays of god and the rays of god's colors and the spectrums and then we can even speak of the 12 vibrational colors as well that consider it like a rainbow yet in that spectrum but apply it with 12 and then there's the 12 original rays of god and then you know we have actually um it's been kind of intermittent between 12 to 7 um, because there was a pre-condensation phase and there's also that pre-densification phase that can reduce it to, you know, the major rays from the 12 to 7. And I'm sorry, I'm being very technical here. I'm just trying to address this. But when we go into that ultra prism of white light and it divides everything into that seven color spectrum, Typically, the original 12 rays transferred into the world with the different vibrational patterns just due to that densification and also into that condensation mode. And so when we balance out that and we confront it with the different vibrational patterns of this world and another interdimensional realm that's on a different frequency, we go into the seven. So I hope that made sense why I said that. Yet when we are in that divine frequency we see and follow these patterns of such frequencies and essentially uh, we could say that it's they were the harbingers of the construct of the world of form and the world of construct in this particular dimension that is that embodiment of from that condensation from that adjustment from the transference that here is what we want to focus on here grace love grace and love and again implementation of virtue and wisdom and that aligns itself with the grace and love of course but when we we can speak about the archangels now when you know and i'll discuss that more of course going forward but the elohim we think of the elohim and we consider that all of these archangels, billions and billions and billions of countless, countless that God created prior to any existence of anything else to work for God. And then here we are blessed with these amazing planetary realms in which this universe, this holy universe is comprised of such majesty and when we consider the evolution of our human divine line of creation and that we are in the line of humans. And so in that line of humanity, we did work with those 12 rays at some point, those 12 rays of light. We had 12 temples in ancient Lemuria and we had 
literally corresponding to each of the 12 rays. And so in that particular time where we were high, high, high vibration, where we had telepathy, it was just innately within us. We were magical, magical beings in a light body. We were in a very different condensation. Yet that's in our ancient memory now. And so when we work with this information and knowledge amidst this earth, well, right now we're in third dimensional, yet we came from this fourth dimensional realm. And so there's a lot to consider. So we have the seven rings here now. And, you know, there are many of you that may see beyond that and beyond different levels and layers and wonderful. Yet when we're going back and forth into that fourth dimensional realm, that, of course, time is at time, you know, of course, unrecorded. We don't always know everything, but we think of the 12 corresponding priests and high priestesses, of course, that divine mother emissary, the divine father emissary that's conjoling us, like literally consoling us, loving us, being in essence in servitude, mothers and fathers in the council of light and all in service to God, the oneness of God, the creator. And so when I speak of this, yes, there was harmony. There is that beautiful awareness, the gifts of God, the divine holy universe, love and unity was flourishing, flourishing, flourishing beyond comprehension. And so when I speak of the divine masculine, the divine feminine frequencies, you know, there's, it's all respective to one another that we are able to coexist and that the soul's respect for one another is truly the justice to give glory to God, the justice for all creation and the justice for all sacred beings. Like I always state that while all this might seem in that composite of a, you know, this might seem like a fairy tale to some people and that's okay, but try to think further, try to proceed deeper within the mindscape, just try and ponder for yourself if such glimpses of this memory relates to yourself truly on a soul level on a cellular level you know when i speak of a virtuous society and that's what it was it was a very virtuous society and a seemingly perhaps the closest reflection of heaven upon earth and so when i speak of these color spectrums as well and the vibrational uh, realms as well of that that it's all equating to the rays of God and within the context of the Godhead, the threefold flame, you know, the threefold flame of love and creation that all reminds us that love and being worthy of God's love is all attainable if you so will it into your sphere, if you so will it to be, if you accept that into your realm. And if you are able to transcend the negative self and really work to transcend the negative fear-based separative ego that we all confront throughout our life, that we work with, with the grace, with the fortification of our strength. If we can work and transcend the negative fear-based separative ego, we truly, especially in the midst of such this spiritual warfare in which I speak of in this present time, that truly that amplifies all the goodness again okay and so if you want to address it in this perspective as well that however each of us can also amplify our awareness 
our critical thinking, and also uh, where we pray to our garden angels to transcend, you know, generational afflictions, where some people might call it a generational curse, ancestral line of curse, uh, ancestral line of affliction, however you want to term that for yourself. But those do exist, and much more than that exists. And so we go to the lost knowledge of ourselves, that somewhere within us all, that there is this inherently a state of that memory recall as such a great epoch to draw from. And when I speak of drawing from in that era, that was the era of radiance, let's say, that when we're recognizing the negative afflictions of judgments and the separative thinking, chaos, discord, confusion, you know, there's so much of that that we can draw from the past to confront with this time space now that we are confronted with a lot of that negativity. So we can draw in and pull in from our ancient memories to really remind us what we're capable of individually and collectively, because we can release some of that seeming amnesia that, you know, we've, at times there's layers of forgetfulness that we all experience. And I'm speaking also on uh, our metamorphic level and line of memory as well, where epigenetic and so forth. And so when we have forgetfulness of previous lives, let's say, right, previous incarnations, that if we are in this, this place where we truly want to state it to ourselves, what's so profoundly beautiful and to recall in this concept, the contrast, let's say, that we can experience today, this comparison, even if it might be very painful, but we can feel resurrected in that ancient memory that the veils are being lifted. So truly, if we apply that frequency, that awareness, if we apply that cognizance, that recollection, that uh, um, I would say application it would help amplify what we can work with now because the veils are truly being lifted in every capacity right here, right now. They've been being lifted for quite some time, yet it's a quickening right now and it's happening extremely, like almost like a mob flash. And so, and during this time of shift and change that's rapid and excessive, the key is to allow the reminders, the recall to help influence now under this time-space continuum in this realm and where you utilize the microcosm, the macrocosm of all. And think of the lotus flower. The best thing I can do in is when you come to a halt and you come to a place and you think the best thing I can do is pray, the best thing I can do is chant, the best thing I can do is to affirm and make myself new. Think of the lotus flower. Just try, because when we go into the infinite forms of God, that is gargantuan, of course, multi-universal, all-encompassing, and in that connectedness of the divine love, that, yes, there is an oasis of God all, all around us, you know, the mirror of God. Everything in creation is essentially that mirror. And so, you know, when I speak of this, the microcosm, macrocosm, that we 
ourselves look deeper and deeper and we consider looking and feeling and sensing our etheric realms to the rim of our souls. And so our aim of our light body, our aim of our soul's journey, and we work with the inner realm, the inner life of ourselves and the rims of our soul, the rims of our heart, spirit, our mind and body, truly. And we imagine all of the rays of light illuminated and permeating throughout our subtle bodies. And we think of that. And we remember that. And we embrace the cosmic law of God's plan. God's law, the universal creating law of our temple. And so we are temples and we have our temples of light and our body, our soul is a temple. And so the lotus flower, when I speak of that, you know, it's a very miraculous circumstance in which the lotus flower rises as the soil, the dirt rises, right? And somehow in this phenomena of perfection, the lotus seems to never be touched by that very dirt. And it is immaculate, it is pristine, it remains pristine, and thereby so is also the glory of God and Mother Earth's divine reflection, and so are you. Because if you recall yourself that you are created in the image of God, and that every particle, atom, electron that beholds your substance, and when we speak of that, we can speak of also the healing and the ancient memories that come through, healing your karma now, also healing your future karma now. And so, essentially, when I speak of all of this combined, there's a lot to compartmentalize, yes. There's a lot to dissect and interpret, yes. But essentially, that when we recall the path of our sanctification, and our cellular memories to restore ourselves now by having that ancient awareness of our ancient worth, our ancient self-love, our ancient capabilities, our ancient abilities of such majesty and such supreme harmony and supreme peace and that grace of God that we can mitigate the karma now and we can claim a restoration of ourself and we cl can claim the restoration of our mother earth our divine mother our divine father and the divine duality of the sacred masculine sacred feminine with each of us having as a soldier of god as a warrior and defender and also in the place of being a caretaker of earth, a caretaker of this realm, of this world, and of each other. And so we reflect upon so much, and there's so much in our third dimensional realm that we have responsibilities for, and we also have a great responsibility towards one another. And in closing, you know, when we think of that in the moment of the hermetic dictum right as above so below and so within so without you know there's much that we can interpret from that and also that you now the old adage of that there's nothing new under the sun 
And so this is a reminder that we are splendid, that everything has its balance and its own equality. We are only the divisive creatures at times, right? And so when we are a planet that turns away from God, we turn away from one another. We turn away from all creation. So when we receive and we seek God, we seek the notion of God and to do good and be good, then we are in that emanation of that, like a doctor's Hippocratic oath, do good and be good, do no harm, save lives. Well, that's how we should love one another and just honor that because let us rejoice. The veils are being lifted truly in this moment. And so I, I just wanted to close with that I really appreciate all of you and your presence and your participation today and for every show and that just work on receiving the love that you are enchanted by for yourself and you look into the mirror of yourself and your magnificent creation it's a reminder that you are beyond just this physical flesh and bone you are someone that is so magnanimous and worthy and you are in service of the light and the goodness and the kingdom of all creation that you are a co-creator in that and a co-contributor to the benefic forces of love and peace and harmony and light upon earth and it is my pleasure and honor to be with you today and i'll see you again i'll be here again in the next two weeks time and this has been your host ray trujillo of the beyond earth show thank you all and have a great weekend bye